the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You may have forgotten or just it left your mind for a moment that God is near you to help you, to bless you, and to do something beautiful for you. He wants to lift you up and encourage you. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Just a moment, we're going into the sanctuary and the people are already gathering. It's, it's going to be a great service, a, a wonderful time of worshiping God together with the people of God and worshiping God with you. You're a person of God also. The title of the message is God Came Near. God is near us. He came to us through Jesus. And now by the power of the Holy Spirit, he abides with us. Friend, God loves you. He's where you are. He wants to answer your prayer. He's near you. Many years ago, I was going through a very deep valley, and a minister friend of mine, an older man who's now in heaven, spoke to me and he said, Jack, God is nearer to you than your hands and feet. Friends, God is nearer to you than your hands and feet. He's right there. Look to him. Hear the word of God. Be blessed. Be ministered to. Sins forgiven. Physical and emotions healed. Let's go into the sanctuary and hear the message. God came near. The Apostle Paul was in Athens. And as he walked through the marketplace and around the city, he saw all of these altars and all these shrines to various gods. And then he found this one altar to the unknown god. And he tells the men of Athens, that's the god I want to tell you about. And this morning as I preach, that's the God I want to tell you about. This God that is unknown, but through Jesus Christ has become known. Jesus revealed the Father. Jesus said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. And so may the Holy Spirit help us to focus our our eyes and our imagination on Jesus. Because when we see Jesus, we'll see God. Now, Paul told these men of Athens, and it's now recorded in the Bible for us to read and to know and to believe that he's not this God of creation, not very far from any of us. He said, this God gives all men life and breath and everything else. Now, think about it. Life and breath and everything else just covers it all. Paul was frugal with words at that moment and letting us all know, in addition to the men of Athens, letting us all know everything else means everything else. So whatever your need is today, God is the God who meets the needs of everything else, whatever, whatever our need may be. Now notice he said, he, this God, who this altar to an unknown God, this God, he refers to him as he, is not very far 
from every one of us. Now, this is the God that Jesus called Father, and he taught us to call God Father. What, a, what an endearing name or term to call God Father. Every time Jesus prayed, without exception, he called God Father. Now, not only did he call God Father, not only did he have that intimate relationship with God, he gave that same relationship to you and to me. Now, that is mind-boggling. That, that is staggering. I, I hope that truth will really grip your heart today, that you have a God that is dear and loving, protecting and providing and caring. What a God we serve. We don't fear him like the heathens feared their gods, that he was going to do something terrible to us. This God cares. This God loves. This God is with us. This God is here to protect us and to minister to us and to do to us and for us and in us whatever we need. I, I just can't hardly believe that I'm saying what I'm saying today. But this is what the Bible says. But if this truth ever gets a hold of us, and I pray that it will, the truth will set us free to believe God and serve God and receive the blessings of God. No longer will his truths and his word be blocked. Taught me to call God Father. A number of years ago, we were over in that little chapel. We were in need of an organist. And uh, we, the church, we, I, we put it in the newspaper, in the media. The Largo Community Church needs an organist. Now, for many years, Nancy Cummings was our organist, a wonderful, wonderful lady, and she moved away. And we, we, we missed her when she moved. So we, we were without an organist. Well, a lady professor from the University of Maryland contacted me and she said, I would like to apply for that position. Well, I was thrilled. Come on over. Fill out the form and the application and let's have an interview. And then she came in and played the organ one Sunday morning. This lady was everything I wanted everything this church wanted. She knew the organ. It was, it was beautiful the way she would play that organ and uh, dressed nicely, smiled, very warm personality. We went through the whole service and then after the service, here's where the clincher came in. She came to me and she said, Pastor Morris, I wish you would not call God Father in your prayers. And in your sermons, you kept calling God Father. You know, <clears throat> I don't know whether you know it or not, but I'm usually uh, I, uh, not without words. <laughs> but, but I was without words. I stood there just like a dummy. And, Am I dreaming? And I, I remember saying to her, but we pray the Lord's Prayer every Sunday morning after the, we have the general prayer, the whole congregation joins in. It's the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, and it begins, Our Father. She said, that's okay. I can go along with that. But she said, when you're preaching and you're praying, you're always Father this. and father. She said, would you please? She said, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to stand it. Well, come to find out, she had a very poor relationship with her earthly father, 
And every time I would say father, that memory would come back to her and it would just bring a, a, a cast a shadow over her, over the worship service. It would just pull her down. And I said, I can't do that because Jesus called him father and Jesus taught me to call him father. When Jesus was going back to heaven, he said, I ascend to my God and my father and to your God and your father. But we didn't hear her. But I don't know, how about your father? When I say father or Jesus prays father or we use the Lord's prayer, our father, what comes back to your mind? Some of us have memories of wonderful fathers who cared for us, loved us, nurtured us, provided for us, educated us. It, it was everything a father should be. But there are some people who don't even know their father. Some of those people, their father died before they were ever born. And then others' father left and didn't provide for them. But what comes back to mind? Think about it. Our God is our father. Can you say our father? Our father. Just close your eyes for a moment and say father. Say it again, father. He's a father. He's more than a daddy. He is a father who cares and loves us. The scripture says in Acts 17, 28, we are his offsprings. Friend, listen to me. Do you know who you are? You have been born from above, born by the power of the Holy Spirit. Something supernatural has taken place in you. The very life of your father is now in you. He's there indwelling you. When Jesus prayed father, he always used the term Abba. Now, when we go back into the, the old Hebrew and the, the, the ancient Hebrew, the ancient Greek, Abba means father in a very endearing relationship. A very endearing relationship. A father who is so close and, and near and, and loving us so much. Father, Father, Abba, Father. The word Abba is, is an endearing term for father. And every Jewish mother taught her baby, the very first word the baby ever used was Abba. She would work with that baby, Abba. Say Abba, Abba, week after week, say Abba. Abba. She wanted that baby to say daddy before anything else. That was the first word. Do you remember the first word your child spoke? I don't either. <laughs> but my mother told me the first word that I spoke. My dad had an uncle named Uncle Ike. And uh, Uncle Ike lived in the same neighborhood. And he would come to our house often. And they would always, hi, Ike. Ike this and Ike that. And my mother said one morning, Ike came to the door, and she opened the door, and Ike came in, and I, I was just a little one. She said she had me seated up on, on a counter, and uh, she let Ike in, and the very first word I said was, Ike. <laughs> How in-depth can you get? I mean, uh, Ike, Abba, Abba. So now say that word, Abba. Abba. You have an endearing God who is Abba, Father, and may we call him Father and pray to him and receive from him. Now, he said, he is not far. He's not a, a distant father somewhere that we see only on occasion or only on Sunday. He is not far from any of us. 
He's not far from the unsaved, the unchristian, the non-believer. He's not far even from that person because he stands at the very heart door and knocks at that person's life. So he's, he's right there on the outside. And the, the person that is not a Christian is, whether he or she knows it or not, is standing on the outskirts of the kingdom of God, on the outskirts of heaven, of a relationship with God. And friend, today, if you haven't had a personal relationship with God, and I'm not talking about a relationship with some church somewhere, but if you haven't had a personal relationship with God, God is near you to hear that whisper of confession to save, to forgive, to change your life, and to make it beautiful. Friend, God's not far off. We don't have to scream and holler and, and, and make a loud noise. God even knows your thoughts even before you even think those thoughts. Listen to what the, the scripture says. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church, located in South Bowie, right off of Central Avenue. But just don't take my word for it. Listen to what others are saying about the church. I came to the Church of Friendship and Joy about 12 years ago. The ministries here are wonderful. Our small groups are wonderful. It's a home away from home, so I am so thankful and grateful to have found Largo Community Church. Uh, having attended many churches around the country and even worldwide on a military basis. I'm really surprised to see how much I've been drawn to Largo Community Church. I'm Linda, retired commander of the United States Navy. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Dear friend, I want you to know God cares for you and he loves you and he's near to you today. A.W. Tozer, that, that great pastor of yesteryear, he said, God is nearer to you than your very soul itself. God is near you to bless and to help you with any need and every need that you may have. Again, I, I believe some, um, somebody here today, I'm speaking to somebody who temporarily, you just temporarily, you've become distracted with uh, some problem and you just temporarily forgot that God is near you. Now, it didn't happen just to me only, but when Corinne was downtown working at the Department of Commerce and in the noon hour, there was a, an Episcopal church across the street, and uh, she would go over there and pray. And some years later, she never told me about this, but she said she was so low spiritually and emotionally. You know, even Christians get low spiritually and emotionally. And she said she went over there and sat down in the pew, and she said, God, you forgot us. You don't even know where we live. We live in Kettering. We're trying to start a church and win souls to Christ. But you've forgotten us. No, he hasn't forgotten us. You see, he had you in mind, this property, this beautiful building. He had all of this in mind. Friend, God's looking at you today. He sees your need, your hurt, your pain. 
He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He's present to bless and to help and to heal. Whatever the need is, God is here to help us. There was a woman in the Old Testament. Her name was Hagar. She was the maidservant of Sarai. Later, her name was changed to Sarah. Abram, later his name was changed to Abraham. Abraham and Sarah didn't have a child. And so at Sarah's desire, she asked her husband to have a relationship with that woman so that she could have a child. And then when that child was born, she would take it. And that was the custom in that day. People would do that. They would take, take their maidservant's child and raise it as their very own. But when Sarah saw that Hagar was pregnant, she became angry. And then especially when that little boy was born and they named him Ishmael, she became even more angry. She literally despised that maidservant. And she told her husband, you get her out of this house. You get her out of my sight. Give her some water and bread and send her off into the desert. Who? The maidservant. Your maid. You want me to do that to your maid and that little baby boy? She said, I want him out of here. I want my own son. It, it was interesting that, that Sarai didn't even call her name Hagar. She said, that Egyptian, that maidservant, that slave, she wouldn't even call her name. And God was there like he always is. And he's a God that is always on time. You didn't hear that, did you? <laughs> Six years she prayed for that kidney. How long have you been praying about your situation? Well, this could be the day. Well, Hagar went out into the desert. I think she must have been trying to make her way back to Egypt, but she got lost. All the water was gone. The food was gone. She put the baby under a bush. She went off so she couldn't hear the baby cry. She was thinking of God. And then it happened. God saw her situation as he always sees our situations. And he sent an angel. He said, angel, you go down there. You take a message to that lady. The angel came down and said these very words. Hagar, notice, God knows our name. <laughs> Hagar, what's the matter? In my heart, I know God is asking somebody here today, what is the matter in your life? in your family, in your marriage, in your finances, in your career. What is the matter? And he knows your name and he's calling you by name. Why am I saying this? Because God cares for you and he loves you and he wants to do something so very, very special for you today. Oh, I, I'm rejoicing with you already because I know that that special event is going to happen today. God is not far from each one of us. And this is what Hagar said. And I'm going to read it to you. Hagar said back to God, you are the God who sees me. In my lostness, in my wandering, in my desert, without food, without water, with a dying baby, you are the God who sees me. Friend, I, I want you to bow your heads for just a moment. I'm not finished with the sermon right now. But I, I, somehow this truth has to lodge in your heart. And I want you to whisper out to God, 
Say it out loud. Say, you are the God who sees me. Amen. Okay, you look up here at me now. You are the God who sees me. Now notice, he is not far from each one of us. Not, I'm not far from the Largo Community Church. No, he didn't say that. I'm not far from uh, Christians throughout the world. No, he said, I'm not far from each one. He'll leave the 90 and 9 and go after the one. And you're one that he's looking at. And he's not far from the one, you, that he's looking at. He is not far from each one of us. Each one of us. He's not far from us. When Mary Magdalene was praying outside the tomb, and I preached on this a few weeks ago, she was crying. Oh, her heart was broken. It was, I'm sure, it was the saddest time of her life. Her Savior was gone. What would it be like to lose the touch of God on our life or to lose the presence of God in our home? Well, that's what she was feeling. And it was very real and acute. And she was praying. I'm not going to go through the whole story, but eventually Jesus spoke her name. Just like he spoke in the Old Testament that he called her Agar. He didn't call her, you Egyptian, you maidservant. You slave. You're a person. You're my child. You're the offspring of God. And when Jesus said her name, he knows your name, friend. He knows your name. And he called her by name. Now, how far away was Jesus? How far away? He was so close that he could have a conversation. They could talk to each other. They didn't have to scream at each other because of the distance. He was so close that when he spoke her name, she could reach out and reach for his feet. He was within arm's length. Friend, listen to me. God is closer to you and me than perhaps we are even aware of this very moment. Paul the Apostle was on a ship, and I have to close the sermon now, on his way to Rome to appear before Caesar because of his testimony. And the ship was just about to be tossed and broken in pieces because of a great storm. The men were ready to jump ship and swim, hopefully, to shore. And Paul, being a prisoner, yet the shipmates respected him. The captain respected him. Paul called them all together. And let me read it to you. This is what he said to them. Listen to me, friends. Paul said, Last night, an angel of the God whose I am and whom I serve stood beside me. The God whom I serve, the God that I'm a child of, whose I am, the God, that God stood beside me in the face of death and destruction. To all of us, including me, God stood beside me. Friend, God comes to you today. When you come to this Holy Communion table, I want you to come knowing that God is here, standing beside you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You're his offspring. 
We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. I want to thank you for listening to The Healing Word. I pray deeply that you are finding healing through God's Word emotionally, mentally, physically. You can be part of The Healing Word ministry by praying and giving financially. Others need to hear God's Word and receive God's healing touch, and you can be God's instrument in reaching out to them by supporting The Healing Word with your prayers and financial gifts. Friend, I need your help. I truly thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus for your prayers and financial support. Go to Largo Community Church website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org for the mailing address and to learn more about the Healing Word Ministries. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that are sure to encourage your spiritual formation in Christ. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.